0: Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald.
1: And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson.
0: And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org again ignition at sfcatholic.org or you can tweet us at sfdiocese use use the hashtag ignition and finally before we get into today's topic why did you just
1: totally preempted me sorry I have no chance for any banter at all no no no. I said
0: before we get into so the banter moment is I wish this was a
1: video podcast so you could see the aggression I just received
0: (sighs) (sighs) let me roll my eyes on air (sighs) oh That's what it sounds like, rolling eyes.
1: Uh, I never heard it before.
0: <laughs> We're going to do um, later this fall a QA episode. What? Seriously. It's wow. Been, it's been a while since we've done a You're Q&A utterly
1: surprised. This is a surprise on the air. What? What? <laughs> uh,
0: so. Um, seriously, if you do have questions that you would like us to answer, uh, definitely email them to us or tweet them to us. Again, uh, the uh, email address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. The Twitter handle is sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition um, so we can get uh, get the questions that you want answered. Yes. Q banter.
1: Okay. What's the most interesting question you could think someone could ask us? uh that we wouldn't be able to answer. Oh boy. Will the new Star Wars movies be any good? <laughs> <laughs> yes, answered. Next. Oh no. What? I just I have no faith uh... in like the creative capacity of a increasingly sinful uh culture. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's funny though cuz like even like not nah, anyways. Like a lot of people um you know note that we're not that creative anymore. Well, yeah, we're it's all reboots. Right. And... Reboots and Snow boots, and moon boots, and cowboy boots, and boots, and cats, and boots, and cats, But
0: there are lights shining in the darkness, Father.
1: There are some, uh, but at the same time, it just seems like it's hard to get very creative these days. And I, I don't know if J.J. J. Abrams is a light shining in the darkness. J.J. J.
0: Abrams is a pretty good director.
1: Come on. You're just- Come on. You're, you're You're lost. I'm, that is, oh. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I set you up for that. I am
0: thinking of uh, I I think one of our uh, um, jointly favored directors,
1: um, Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, he's yep. a light shining in the darkness. Mm. Oh, come on. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I should be. I, I'm too harsh. Sean. I do keep looking for perfection. Inception. Yeah. I keep looking for perfection. Well,
0: just look in the mirror,
1: you'll find it. <sighs> i got a face made for radio and a voice made for silent movies. <laughs> That's I haven't heard the second part before. I don't know if I, I think I just made that up.
0: Let's make this episode of Ignition a silent movie.
1: And everyone just change the channel.
0: <laughs> Which is good because today's topic is going to be a tough one. Um, <laughs> we are. Going- yeah,
1: seriously, folks, just change the channel. You do not <laughs> want to listen seriously, to this one. It's, honestly. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: You just honestly, is that really true, though? I mean. Do you need to confess that next time? Were you honest and say,
1: And saying that we don't want people to, yeah. I, I'm a little honest uh, in this, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so so one of the, we, we have a couple occasional series, uh, I think two weeks ago we did, um, our, our topic was the letter to the Romans from St. Paul, uh-huh. which is part of our occasional series on the books of the Bible.
1: Can I ask a quick side question? Sure. Is occasional the right word? Because occasion would seem like there's a certain reason for which they come up.
0: No, it wouldn't.
1: Yeah, it would. Occasional. What's the means? occasion? No, oh, no, no. Oh, that's yeah. like
0: no. What's the occasion? That's like saying that the the Sundays of ordinary time are just blasé because they're ordinary. No, there's a different sense of the word. Father, come on. Well, I don't. I come don't on. know. That,
1: I know the Sundays of ordinary time aren't ordinary because they're ord. Because they're normal. Well, they are normal. Though. I mean, because it's normal to to offer, right and Please praise, continue. worship of God. But they're ordinal in the sense that they're counting the ordinal numbers.
0: Right. No, they're ordinary in the sense that they're ordinal. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You proved my point. Thank
1: you. You haven't proved your point about an occasion yet. (laughs) I was hoping you'd forget. I'm not. Still, I'm not saying enough. Occasional to that.
0: means okay. In our, all right, all right, fine, fine. You're. Uh, I don't know if you're right, but I will, for the sake, I will acquiesce to your request. I am
1: so going to occasion uh, our irregular
0: series. Our irregular series on the irregular the sounds Bible. better to me. Yeah. Uh, irregular does Occasional sounds better, but irregular might be technically more accurate.
1: Uh, oh, Yes. Know, yes. Definition number one from dictionary.com. I mean. Your trusted name in online, uh, <laughs> occurring or appearing at irregular or infrequent intervals, <gasps> occurring now Booyah! and then, an occasional headache, intended for supplementary use when needed, an occasional chair. That'd be kind of what I was thinking of, and then pertain to arising out of, out of or attended for the occasion. That one as well. Occasional verses. Like, See, happy birthday is an occasional verse. I understand. Which which meaning was that? The the seventh meaning was that. The that was seventh? the third. Oh, third. Yeah. Same as the first. A little bit louder. A little worse.
0: Notice how we are avoiding getting into today's topic. Why actually, part play?
1: of it is the fact, dear listeners, is that we are recording like four of these in a row, and so I've been talking to Dr. Bergwald for two, well, actually an hour oh. and a half.
0: Well, but longer than that. Longer you than planning the these things, and lunch. <laughs> planning these things. Ugh, drudgery. Yeah. Uh, this, this occasional series on the books of the Bible, but we have another occasional series on the theology of the body. Right. Uh, and it's been a while since we did one, but we've been looking at theology, about what is the human being? What is the human person looking, uh, in, in recent episodes in this series, in particular at the church's, te- church's teaching as found in the catechism. So this is in a sense going to be, uh, another installment in, in that series, but a bit more topical, right? Um, and
1: it, it's an important series again to your listeners because I'm really convinced and have been convinced since um, golly gee, I don't know when that um, the um, one of the biggest struggles of being Christian in our own day and probably for the next 50 years is going be is not going to be what we say about God it's going to be what we say about being human right
0: What does it mean to be human?
1: Right. And so this is important of actually looking at, you know, what it means to be human, theological anthropology, theology of the body, uh, to know these things, to understand these things, that there are things you can cogently and safely talk about.
0: So this is, to me, just shows the, the, the great wisdom um, mm. Of of Saint John Paul II, in choosing to devote five Wednesday audiences early in his papacy, mm-hmm. from almost the beginning of his papacy, to the topic of what does it mean to be human,
1: right? And, and and this is a reflection of his own experience as a pastor, right? That he was a pastor of souls, that he was a uh, a bishop of a diocese, actively in pastoral ministry before he became the pope,
0: um, and and. It, uh, Particularly of, of pastor as, as a, I think a college chaplain at one point as well of right. young people right. so of of young single people and then um, young married couples and just pastoring them through the difficulties of of understanding what it means to be human and what is the nature of of human particularly marital love but human love in general right so uh, so. So it's it's an ongoing topic, and particularly in our in our day, 2015 September now the fall, um, 2015, some of the issues that that we in our culture are dealing with, struggling with, um, that are very much uh, touch on the theology of the body. So, in particular, I think that the question, what we're going to be looking at today, is what in the culture we refer to as the as one's gender identity. Right. Um, and so we see, like, with the transgender movement, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce, Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. um, uh, in our own state, South Dakota, um, trying to figure out when it comes to, to athletic um, events in particular, athletic competition, um, what about for those young people, high school students, who uh, identify themselves differently than... than that are physical sex. sex. Yes. Yeah. So dealing with those, because this is this is an issue of our day and age. So what does the theology of the body have to say to us um, in issues like this? Right.
1: And I think a little preamble before we go this, and we probably should repeat this occasionally in case people, you know, pop into this episode in it's uh, progress. But just that, uh, you know, anything we say here, we want to say with concern with those who struggle with questions of their own, quote unquote, gender identity. Um, you know, certainly compassion for them. It is certainly a trial for anyone in that experience. Right. And if you listen or have that experience or compassion with you, but at the same time, we're going to talk somewhat clearly and in, in a straightforward manner.
0: And, and we'll talk later about the reason for that is out of love. Right. But, but we'll come back to that. So I, I want to begin father with, with just the idea, you know, of, of quote unquote gender identity. I mean, the whole, I, I don't know historically, but the idea of, mm-hmm. Gender is a relatively new concept. Right. Um, because before, I remember for me growing well, up. Well,
1: gender for human persons
0: is a new concept. Say more about that.
1: Well, that uh, g- the notion of gender was around in languages. Right. Uh, yes. So right. we had, like, if you ever studied a foreign language, a Spanish, German, uh, Greek, Latin, anything like that, you probably noticed that there's a gender to the nouns. You know, there's masculine nouns, feminine nouns, neuter nouns. Yep. But. For the most part, we talked about the human person, we would talk about male or female.
0: Right, right. And so I, I remember for me growing up, you know, uh, standardized tests, sex, right, M, M or F, and right. you filled in the right one. You don't see that anymore. No, it's gender. Correct. Because this idea, which had been found in certain parts of academia, cre- has crept into the popular culture, yep. where before it was sex are you male or female? Now it's how what, what's your gender identity
1: is this gloria steinem who's one of the starters i don't in know this? i don't okay. know yeah um
0: it was an idea that again uh and, and we'll talk about this as well ideas have consequences i mean somebody pr- wanted to promote for whatever reason uh this distinction between well there's my physical sexual identity but then there's my more real my deeper gender identity and so this distinction the dichotomy between the two arose and it's found its way into our our culture at large so again standardized test being an example i don't think you're asked the question what's your sex anymore you're asked what's your gender what's your
1: gender right Right. this whole idea of self-identifying in that way is part of this notion that you determine for yourself what this is you might have external data points such as your genetic and physical sex but to the gender identity movement that is not normative right and you are free to make a decision apart from where the evidence might lead you
0: yeah you just said you're free to and that this is something that you know i've talked about you and i have talked about before uh, yeah, the nature yeah, 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 of freedom yeah yeah. yeah yeah and so the idea of freedom you have license to do this right right and and you're the idea of self-determination very Amer- like freedom yeah it's like america, america america freedom um self-determination and the ability to, to, you know, the self-made man, you know, th- these are very, very evocatively American concepts, uh, but which can, and frankly have, as we see in this instance, gone astray, right? gone awry, where, yes, I do have the freedom to, to, to improve myself, to better myself, but I don't have absolute, I, I don't have complete control and absolute control or absolute freedom to do what I want to myself. I can't, I can't literally remake myself. No. Uh,
1: by my own decision, I am not the queen of England. Right. Right. In no way I'm will I ever become the queen of England. Right. Right. There's just, I mean, there, there is not a way that by my own willpower, I, that, that, that can be the case. Yep. And we
0: saw it, you know, it was... And in reality,
1: I could never be the queen of England.
0: Just, I think people, a lot of people... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were were just struck by earlier this summer in, in the, with the whole Bruce Caitlyn Jenner thing, and then mm-hmm. we had this the, the the woman who was the head of uh, I think it's Spokane chapter of the yeah NAACP. Uh,
1: Rachel Snoop the Deep
0: right so a woman who presented herself as black but in fact her parents were white right. um and, and so but she but she identified herself as black and a lot of people said well that's exactly that's exactly what we have going on unfortunately um and again to reiterate what you said before not not denying the experience of people who who feel that they are different than right what with all their compassion
1: towards those people who feel this confusion and question and uncertainty
0: yeah yeah the, 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 I mean just she is not black she's white no. Bruce jenner is a man
1: yep um so so despite what they did to her to, to Bruce's Wikipedia page right
0: yeah anyway So what else about the idea of gender?
1: Well, uh, you know, another interesting thing about the idea of gender is um, it's it's funny to me how, you know, we talk about, you know, don't be so restrictive on like what boys and girls can do. Girls can do anything boys want and boys can do anything girls want. But the moment that, you know, a boy, you know, kind of likes knowing about fabrics or the moment a girl kind of likes or uh, army boots, apparently, oh, that means that the girl is a boy and that means that the boy is a girl. Right. It just seems like there's an inconsistency going on in this way Um, that, you know, you say, well, they can do whatever they want. But at the same time, then as soon as they do that, well, then that means they're not them. Right. Right. I don't know if there's a more elegant way to say that (laughs) or a clearer way to say that. But I think that needs to be just. You know, so there's this. There's an
0: irony there, for sure.
1: Yeah, there's a certain real irony in this regard as to as to what a gender identity is. That most, especially when you go into people that assume a gender gender identity different from their genetic and physical sexual identity, is that usually falls into these sort of uh, what other people would probably think, complain about being gender normative. Right. Right. Um, Notions. And, and and they immediately seem to embrace them because it serves their purpose of, uh, of the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um,
0: so so this idea of gender as applied to human beings is is really um, a, a new idea uh, that that was not present, um, well until just a, a couple decades ago.
1: Right. So this is this is a new point in. Um, in kind of our own understanding of our own humanity and uh, and even just the idea of itself and talking about it in and of itself has an impact and influence upon uh, uh, those who struggle with such questions, right. yep, yep. yeah so
0: so what the, really, if you get more philosophical or theological, uh, what's going on here is there's a, an implicit understanding— have we ever gotten
1: less yeah, philosophical?
0: Um, I mean, I you think, and I. I think is. our banter would qual- qualify as less uh,
1: philosophical.
0: Yeah, probably. Pink Floyd is less philosophical. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. don't What? Get, don't get me started. I mean, starting. maybe not academically
1: don't philosophical. Don't get me started. They're very existentialist. Okay. I'm wondering about the meaning of We're existence. We're getting more
0: philosophical in our pop culture. analysis.
1: I did that on purpose. Yeah, I know you did.
0: Anyway, as I was saying, there is an implicit understanding of the the human person present in this whole idea of transgenderism. Um, one which right. separates, and, the, and we've talked about this, it's an interesting theme because yeah. in our last few episodes on various topics, we, we've been seeing these recurring themes, but but this the idea of that I have a gender distinct from my bodily sex um, reflects a, a, an implicit philosophical dualism, which says that who I am The person, the center of meaning and value, is distinct from my body. Now, and we've talked about this in this previous uh, previous episodes in this this series on theology of the body. Um, We we acknowledge we 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 firmly, of course, teach that there is the soul, there is the body, but those are two components of something. Which, which really is united. So the, 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 the catechism talks about the body and soul composite, right. the strong, the deep unity of the body and the soul together. That's, that's dis- very distinct from, very different from what we find in this whole idea of transgenderism, mm-hmm. which says that who I am is different, like the person is distinct from my body. The, church, the Catholic Church says, no, 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 no. I don't just have a body, I am a body. Right. My body reflects the, my personal identity. It's not. It's not divorced from it. There can not, There can be no separation between who I am and my body.
1: You know, there's a couple interesting things with this sort of dualism that we're talking about about this this tension between um, who I am and and who my body is in that way that that, that you're just talking about, Doctor Bergwald. Right. Um, I think two little things come out of this. One is. Um, just the notion that in most every aspect of American life these days, we talk about, you know, that part of sanity and mental health is being able to understand reality as it is. Yeah. yeah. You think about someone in a severe grief who's maybe in denial that their loved one is gone. You know, most, I um, assuming most, I mean, I'm not not a therapist, but most all therapeutic tracks would include some aspect of helping them to understand that, no, their loved one is gone. Right. Right. Uh, or other things like this. You know, or someone who feels that they have no self-worth, we tell them, no, you have great and immense self-worth. So, no, you should not cut yourself or harm yourself or anything like this because you have immense self-worth and your feeling on the inside is wrong.
0: Right. You're, you're. And that's hard to say. Your feeling on the inside is wrong,
1: right? Why is it that hard to say?
0: Because in our culture, we don't want to tell people that they're wrong,
1: right? Right. So this is not nice. No. And then I might not get friends, might not get likes on right. Facebook, right. and then where I want to go to, but God alone, and I just don't want to go to God alone, right? right. Anything but God. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's kind of the the, the cultural movement in that way, right? For, even for many Catholic Christians, I don't. Want right. to go, I'd, I'd, I'd I'd rather have the acclaim of my friends than. The then uh, the worship of a god who is not an idol, right? Right. And so, um, so that's one thing: is the idea that in in most forms of like therapy, we want we we try to get our interior reality to match the exterior reality of life. Yes. Right? Second thing is, it also I mean we can understand this theologically through the the struggle and the the existence of such a struggle through the theology of original sin. Right. That yeah. because of original sin, our world is impacted and damaged and hurt. Uh, and so, therefore, um, you're going to—I'm really sorry, but, you know, you might experience this tension and this uncertainty and this confusion. You know, and that's part of the world that we live in, just as some other people experience this tension and frustration in areas of their self-worth or depression yep. or things like this. Yep. Yeah.
0: So so being truthful is— Is, 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 is there... loving? Is loving. Yeah. Now, you, you can say mm-hmm. the truth in an unloving way, but to be truthful is uh, objectively a loving thing to do. It is, it is.
1: And this is really, like, uh, in Catholic circles, like those, especially maybe who might do things in ministry, if you're listening to this, people talk about sometimes about the tension between uh, being pastoral. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, is that a pastoral way to lead someone? You know, so, um, you know, for example... Like someone might say, "Well, you know, I know this music isn't the right music for a mass, but it would be it would it wouldn't be pastoral to tell them that and to correct them." Yeah. No, wrong, false. I mean, pastoral is never a lie. You know, a shepherd never lies to his sheep. <laughs> he always wants to give them the true food, and so part of being pastoral is leading and sometimes telling some of the truth that they don't want to hear, but they need to hear is where is the it is the true pastoral thing to do.
0: Right. A pastor, a shepherd, guides the sheep along the, to where they need to be.
1: Right. You know, it's interesting. There's a uh, just a little pop culture reference. Stephen Colbert, uh, who I don't hold up as a model Catholic anyways, but identifies as a Catholic. Um, he's going to be pretty soon the new head of The Late Show. But he was talking about the loss of his dad and the loss of his two brothers in a plane crash when he was young. And he talked about how through faith— the thing that he most wished had not happened became the thing he loved. Right. Right. And so in, you know, in people with these questions about their gender identity, you know, there's a huge opportunity there. You know, you might not wish that you didn't have the situation. So maybe you try to rectify it exteriorly, you know, which like this Caitlyn Jenner, she, Bruce Jenner, he's trying to rectify this tension externally. Right. Um, But you know you're denying the opportunity for God to do something in that.
0: I remember um, somebody who you, you and I both know a little bit, uh, Curtis Martin, who's the founder and, and president of Focus um, Fellowship of Catholic University Students, telling the story about the birth of of mm-hmm. his 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 ninth child, a son, mm-hmm. Michael, who has Down syndrome, oh, wow. and talking about how um, God's way is not always always the easiest way, mm-hmm. but it, it, as Christians we have confidence that it is the best way. Yeah. Even though we cannot always see that in the moment. right? Um, and so when and we talk about the reality, uh, Jesus said, uh, he who seeks to be my disciple must take up his cross daily and daily. follow me. And some people, it, it, unfortunately, in God's, God's plan, providence, some people have heavy crosses to bear.
1: Right. Right. And so that's, you know, and uh, in, 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 in allowing ourselves as a culture to do that. Now, that's also because, again, we're not in a Christian culture, but I would say even if you're not a Christian, know Jesus Christ and you would know great freedom in this. Right. Yeah, you know, Maybe not in an easy way. Certainly not, never in an easy way. Jesus never promises us easy things because right. he says, take up your cross. There's right. nothing easy about the cross. Exactly. But there's goodness in
0: it. Right. So so we see, again, we're talking about here, sort of got it down this path, talking about this understand, implicit understanding of the human person, which divorces the body from the person, divorces my body from who we are. You're
1: right. Um, and that's just kind of the, the big... Uh, uh, The big reality of this is it brings in this tension in this. And if we just give into this as a culture, which we are right now, and all this sort of movement, the South Dakota High School Activities Association. Uh, wine to allow, uh, or talking about the allowing of self-identifying transgenders to compete in, uh, the sport they identify with, right? you know, you're, you're not helping them in that way.
0: Right. That's, and that's, that's, what was my response uh, to this? I dare recently. to say that you're,
1: you're not, in great love. I dare to say that you're no, not helping them. It's, and why not? Because uh, you're perpetuating this notion that I can change exterior reality to match my interior right. reality.
0: You're perpetuating a false understanding of who that person is. Of the human
1: person reality itself.
0: And and and, and 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 falsehood does not lead to freedom.
1: No, it never reads to freedom. John chapter eight, verse thirty-two:
0: "The Vers- truth will set you free."
1: Amen. So sometimes the truth is
0: hard, mm-hmm. and that's why we tried to caveat so many times um, how we're talking about this topic in this episode. Right. The truth is difficult, but but if when we d- deliver it, love at least loving, at least objectively, but lovingly, um, it can set us free.
1: Right. And, 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 and we're called to seek that sort of freedom in Jesus Christ, and we're called to offer that sort of freedom uh, for others in Jesus Christ. Yep,
0: yep. So I, and I think the other thing, too, just um, looking at this issue, the reality is clinicians, doctors and others, mm-hmm. who have mm-hmm. even done some of the like surgical right. sex reassignment, so to speak, um, changing somebody's sexual organs to reflect who they identify with, Psychologically, apparently, most studies seem
1: to indicate it, that it doesn't work. Right, that they still have confusion, uncertainty, and this happiness that they're looking for through this exterior action is not found.
0: Right, right. So, and again, that's we're, we we recognize the confusion, but the way to address it is not to foster it.
1: Right, and I'm even thinking like you know, there's the plastic surgery center of South Dakota. Right. Yeah, I hear their ads on the radio. You know, and it's 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 a similar thing. It's not to the same extreme level, but this idea that you, you're unhappy about the way you look? Come change, in and get a facelift. Change it, right. Right, change it. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. You know, th- that's not going to make you happy.
0: Right. R- what makes you happy is to recognize that you are loved
1: by right. God himself, ultimately. And hopefully by good friends. Yeah. And uh, and that you and that you have something to offer this world. Right. You know, even in your, uh, you know, we have this picture of Mother Teresa, uh, and it's this like extreme close-up of Mother Teresa's face, and it's like five feet tall. Yeah. And like, you just see like every pore, right? you know, she has no tight, small pores right? and, uh, but she's just absolutely beautiful in her humanity.
0: Right. Right. And we, we see that people recognize, it, even though, you know, she wrinkles and everything,
1: but she is truly beautiful. Everyone hates wrinkles on themselves, but seems to love it on the agent. <laughs>
0: Amen. So, again, tough topic, but hopefully some of the things we've said here will be of help um, to you. Um, Again, particularly with this topic, if you have any questions about anything that we've said, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us, SFDiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Do that for any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes.
1: Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening.